Welcome to Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer. I'm Father Ron Shibley, President of the Anglican Internet Church. This new series is part of the AIC's continuing celebration of its second decade on the web. These Podcast Homilies for Morning Prayer are based upon the appointed readings in the list of Psalms and Lessons for the Christian Year on Prayer Book Pages X to XLI, primarily using the first pairing which always includes a gospel reading as the second lesson. The second or third pairings of psalms and lessons are used only where necessary to avoid repeated reading of the same psalm within this series. These homilies include reading and commentary on the appointed psalm and summary commentary on the first and second lessons. For those listeners not familiar with Anglican liturgies, the texts of the Psalter in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer are derived from Miles Coverdale's Great Bible of 1539 and not from the King James Version. This is because by the time the King James Version was published in 1611, using a new translation of the Psalter based upon the Masoretic text, the Coverdale translation was so well accepted among the people who had heard it read in services for over 70 years, that the prayer book's editors retained the Coverdale text for the Psalter, but substituted the 1611 KJV translation for all other scripture. Podcast listeners are encouraged to visit Father Ron's blog on the AIC website, a page in which I posted for this podcast an illuminated illustration from Psalm 96 from the Book of Hours of Maria of Burgundy. Please note that there is a difference between in numbering between St. Jerome's Vulgate Bible and the version used since the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. In the Vulgate version, based upon Jerome's 4th century translation, Psalms 8 and 9 are a single psalm, which has the effect of making all the psalms from Psalm 10 to 150 off by one number. Psalm 96 in today's reading in the Book of Common Prayer is Psalm 95 in the Vulgate Version. Coverdale provided a helpful transition between the two systems by including each psalm's opening words in Latin, and these still appear in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. For more on Easter season, in which I've included Ascension for purposes of categorization, see the AIC seasonal video series Easter from Resurrection to Ascension, which includes its history, origin, meaning of the name, and its place on the church calendar. The series is presented in three episodes, each of which is linked from the digital library page, with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page. The psalm reading for Ascension Day is Psalm 96, a 13-verse psalm attributed to King David. Its first words in Vulgate Latin are cantate domino. O sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord all the whole earth. Sing unto the Lord and praise his name be telling of his salvation from day to day. Declare his honor unto the heathen and his wonders unto all people. For the Lord is great and cannot worthily be praised. He is more to be feared than all gods. As for all the gods of the heathen, they are but idols. 
but it is the Lord that made the heavens. Glory and worship are before him, power and honor are in his sanctuary. Ascribe unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people, ascribe unto the Lord worship and power. Ascribe unto the Lord the honor due unto his name. Bring presents and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Tell it out among the heathen that the Lord is king, and that it is he who hath made the round world so fast that it cannot be moved, and how that he shall judge the peoples righteously. Let the heathen rejoice, and let the earth be glad. Let the sea make a noise, and all that therein is. Let the field be joyful, and all that is in it. Then all sh- then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord, for he cometh for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Psalm 96 is the first of five psalms, Psalms 96 to 100, which are regarded as songs of praise to and adoration of God. The New King James Study Bible calls Psalm 96 verses 10 and 13 a song of praise to God coming in judgment. 1 Chronicles 16 tells the story of the installation of the Ark of the Covenant in the tabernacle that Solomon, David's son, built in Jerusalem. Since 1 Chronicles 16, 23-33 describes the installation of the Ark of the Covenant in the temple built by David's son Solomon, some historians argue that Psalm 96 was one of the psalms sung in honor of this enthronement of the Ark. In Eastern Christian interpretation, Psalm 96, verses 1b, 3b, 10a, and 13 make this a prophetic psalm addressed to the Gentiles before the Incarnation, before the advent of the King, which is referenced in verse 10a, after which the church was established at Pentecost. Variations of the words of Psalm 96 are used in the liturgies of many denominations. Psalm 96 is the third psalm which refers to a new song. The other six are Psalm 33, verse 3, Psalm 40, verse 3, 98, 1, 144, 9, and 149.1. St. Augustine, or Augustine in the English tradition, said that before Christ the songs in the Psalter reflected lusts of the flesh, The new song, he said, reflected the new commandment which Christ gave to love one another. And I've also commented upon that in the reading for Psalm 33 and also for John 15, verse 12. The whole earth, he said, now can sing a new song. Psalm 96, verses 1 to 13 is a psalm reading for the Anglican Office of Transfiguration Day. Learn more about the several key words and themes from Scripture and Church readings, which I have mentioned in this podcast in our publication, Layman's Lexicon, especially the entries for Ark of the Covenant, Church, Incarnation, Offices, Pentecost, Tabernacle, Temple, Transfiguration, and Worship. In the bookstore publication, the Prayer Book Psalter, History, Text, and Commentary, a companion 
publication, you can find an explanation of the different classes and types of psalms in the introduction and following the text of Psalm 96, a list of every use of the psalm in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. And at the back of the book, a glossary of every person, place, or event mentioned in the Psalter, cross-referenced by psalm and verse number. The first lesson for Ascension Day is Daniel 7, verses 9 to 10, 13, and 14, which is Daniel's vision of the Ancient of Days. The second lesson is Ephesians 4, 1 to 11, St. Paul's message to the Ephesians concerning the necessity for unity in the faith and for spiritual gifts. Daniel is the subject with illustrations of Part 1, Chapter 5 in our bookstore publication, The Writing Prophets of the Old Testament. St. Paul is the subject of Episode 5 in our Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, first series. The closing prayer is the Collect for Ascension Day, which Archbishop Cranmer adapted for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer from the Gregorian Sacramentary as it was used in the Sarum Rite in England. It reflects the doctrines of the Nicene Creed adopted in 325 A.D. with amendments made in 381 A.D. and also readings from John 16, verses 5 to 22. Grant we beseech thee, Almighty God, that like as we do believe thy only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to have ascended into the heavens, so may we may also in heart and mind hither ascend, and with him continually dwell, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church, and we invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.